listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Katie. How are you doing? I'm good. I uh, It's Friday and it's clear and sunny out. So, you know, it's like a miracle day over here. I don't know what to even think. Well, it's raining and Donald Trump is coming tomorrow. So, I mean, take that information and do with it what you will. Here at Opposite <laughs> Land. <laughs> um, okay. This is the world famous regional airport in Waco. And welcome to the Inclusive AF Podcast. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. So um, we are revving up for Work Human. Uh, Jackie, I know you're excited. We get to go to San Diego for a few days and see some amazing speakers. And we happen to have one of those amazing speakers joining us today. So uh, Eric Bailey is here. And Eric, I will go ahead and and, uh, turn it over to you to do a little intro, and then we'll jump right in. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Um, um, I am a unique kind of speaker. I spent my a bulk of my career listening to terrible speakers and uh, systematically decided what I was going to do differently. Um, uh, and so I'm I'm born into the idea that trying to change someone's behavior is usually a futile experience unless you understand what is motivating them to exhibit that behavior. Uh, so so I, I dove deep into the world of brain science, which is psychology, neuroscience, linguistics, anthropology, etc., and try to understand people in, in a more complete way. And what I realized is that when I did that, I stopped being as frustrated with people uh, when people exhibit behaviors that I don't understand. It's not like, oh, there's something wrong with them. It's like, oh, that makes sense. And and from and from that point on, it's like, oh, there, there's actually something here I can teach the world. And and that's that's what I get to do. Awesome. Very I love cool. that. Um, and you're another uh, Arizonian. Is that we are? We're Arizonian. We're Arizonan, I think. I think it's Arizonans. Arizona. Uh, yes. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we live in Arizona. Uh, the, the yeah, desert rat also works. Yes, 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 absolutely. We are. Sometimes it's a desert. It hasn't been a desert recently. We're now like in a swamp or something. I don't know yeah. what's happening. Um, so Eric, you are going to be speaking at work human and, um, what, uh, first off, I want to ask what drew you to work human? What got you inspired to join kind of the, 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 the crew of work human? Yeah, so interestingly, um, uh, a buddy of mine, Brooke Hamilton, um, she she works with me on occasion, and it must have been like five years ago, she said, I'm going to this HR conference. I'm so excited for it. There's like 5,000 people. It's the most amazing experience. And I'm like, how have I never heard of this? I, I call myself a recovering HR guy. Like I, I served my time in HR. Uh, and like, how have I never heard of this conference? And so I looked it up and coincidentally, there was a call for speakers. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, I'll put in for that. Sure. And I, I got a spot. This is, this is back in 2018. Um, 
and and I and I spoke there. It was in Nashville. It was a wonderful experience. Oh, no, maybe twenty nineteen. Um, and and I loved it. Met some amazing people. Um, and it was just, it was just this amazing. Thing. I remember talking with with the the speaker coordinator, and she said, uh, you know, getting getting on stage at Work Human is harder than getting into Harvard. So that's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so I was, I was super excited about it. Uh, and had a great experience. And coincidentally, my book was launching at the exact same time that I was speaking at Work Human. So that was a really cool experience for, for me as well. Um, but uh, I did that. I was asked to come back the following year, which was, of course, 2020. Uh, it was scheduled to be in Austin. I was so excited for it. And then, you know, the whole world decided to turn upside down. Um, and then uh, came back, spoke last year, uh, and then I'll be speaking again this year. So I think I think I'm, I'm like a I'm like a um, like a bad fruitcake. Once you once you got me, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, I I don't know that they would feel the same way because I know I like I have seen you speak. I saw you speak last year at Work Human. I've seen you speak outside of that and. Uh, I, I think anyone that's able to attend your session while we are in San Diego, highly, highly encourage you to to do that because I think as you drop some truth bombs across all of your talks, which I love. So uh, you mentioned your book. Tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, so it's um, a, a book for our times. It's called The Cure for Stupidity, uh, Using Brain Science to Explain Irrational Behavior. And uh, I wrote the book because... I saw so many times in my personal life, in my professional life, how we misunderstand each other. We, we and when we misunderstand each other, our first reaction is to judge each other, uh, judge each other's character. So I'll judge you as unintelligent. I'll judge you as a bad person. I'll judge you as this or that or this or that, just because we see the world differently. And 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 all of that is is predictable based in brain science. If you understand brain science, you can say, oh, that is why they do this. And so I wrote up um, over the course of my career, 22 principles, what I call the principles of human understanding. And as I would, you know, do a workshop or do a session, I would, you know, give maybe three or four of the principles and people were like, I want all 22. Uh, and <laughs> like, well, that would take us like three weeks. So we don't have time for it. Um, but I started to, to develop this book. I'm like, oh, I can do all 22 of the principles if if i write this book and so that's that's what was the genesis of the book um and then coincidentally as i wrote the book the entire world fell apart i mean um i mean people are at each other's throats uh people are you know writing off neighbors that they've known for 30 years just because they put the wrong political sign in the front yard uh we see family members splitting up we see you know people arguing at work and um don't get me started on the government right uh we are we're more fractured and divided than we ever have been and this this book is really a a a pathway to healing um all of that and that's that's what i want to do for the world i feel like that just ties me into the type of work that katie and i do a lot when we're talking in diversity equity inclusion and belonging and i will never forget like understanding things is different or what different cultures may have given up within the United States. And mm -hmm. if this is the only thing you think you have, you know, how would you feel? Like, it's one thing to, to, to think, oh, I'm smarter, but it's another thing to think like, this is equity. It's the only equity that I have that you're trying to take away from me. So imagine you're down to your last dollar and you're fighting me for it. Mm -hmm. Would you just give it up? Because I said, you know, I don't have a dollar. 
<laughs> like, oh, I'll give you 50. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the idea that there is infinitely more experience and context around a person than we can ever comprehend. We cannot comprehend all that somebody else has gone through that's influencing their behavior right now. That's right. And 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 when we when we open that up to the possibility that someone is acting exactly rationally based on the environment they see themselves in, it it change it changed the way we can interact with them. You are so right. I know people know my mom passed away like three weeks ago oh, and someone sorry. said i know you're busy but if you could just call me back and i was like you have no idea no nope. you don't know mm-hmm. no idea you just think i'm rude and that's fine <laughs> like, okay <laughs> not responding i'm not responding but you're right uh, you know there's so many pieces and i love that you know i'm reading the um the myth of normal which is the same mm-hmm. like yes. where yes. process where it's like we think this is the way it's supposed to be. We only view it through our own eyes and we think that's the way that it's supposed to be to the point where you, there are times where you even view yourself as not normal, even though this feels perfectly normal behavior to you. Well, and that's, and the, the, the weird thing about that is, you know, there's a whole push on the idea of getting rid of normal and average uh, from education because it's leading students to have lower self-esteem and lower confidence which leads to to poor performance but because we've we use data and statistics we say oh here's what the average person would do well no one is exactly that there is no one person that is exactly average which means that everyone else is comparing themselves against some unachievable perfect and 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 that's that is not the best way to motivate folks right it's, it, it could be wonderful for understanding you know large groups of society macroeconomics etc but if the average student is getting this then i, I clearly i'm not i'm not normal and and when you spend life not being normal we, we all understand not being normal not or being an other that puts a completely different psychological pressure on us and and there's a there's a lot of work that we can do in our society to really help folks really you know feel included feel that they belong in in the world that that we are collectively creating do you love news about linkedin indeed google and just about every other recruitment tech company out there hell yeah I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. That's funny. I think the my kids, it's the opposite. Like, I think my son got his first 98 <laughs> ever. <laughs> and he's like, basically, I'm brilliant. Like, I think he's going to quit college. <laughs> I think he's like, I'm too smart for anyone here. I don't know how we did that, but our kids are exactly the opposite. We're like, oh, sorry, you lost the game. They're like, wait, did you see me? Did you see me, though? So, you know, maybe they'll have a part of your second book. They can, they can no, no, there's a, uh, um, uh, one of my, my dear friends, Simon Bailey, no relation. We call each other cousin, but um, uh, he, he has a bunch of research that children uh, um, are operating at the genius level until they're about four or five years old and then it starts to taper off because the world beats it out of them and and you i mean you think about like 
you know, a kid in a grocery store, you see them, they're gonna be staring at you and like, wow, like trying to look, take in all of your amazingness. But as adults, we're like, I'm not, I'm not making eye contact with another person, right? Because we we lose, we lose that that uh, that complete, authentic, wholehearted living because the the world's kind of beating it out of us. And it's like, oh, what will the world look like, right? If we could see the world through through children's eyes, like, did, yeah, I know we fail, but did you see me? Like, I was great. <laughs> That's right, right? Think about that. Well, and I think that also kind of just the, it, it drills into the curiosity piece that so many of us lose. And that is, you know, part of that beating down, which is, you know, it, it makes sense that the smartness level or whatever you want to call it does kind of decline because you just, you lose that curiosity. But you're also making me think about like HR reviews when you get that meets expectations and you're like, cool, thanks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what does that actually do for you? Not one thing. Right. 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 Oh, I'm inspired. Let me keep being average for you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and then and then what happens is that we get these wonderful leaders that want to motivate people. So it's like instead of the three meets expectations, now it's like okay, now I'm going to give you a four now, and now every, and now everyone is exceeding expectations. And it's like, well, now everyone's there. Now that's new normal. And it's like, well, now j- just a four. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to give you a five, and now everyone's getting five. It's like this whole this whole thing because we're con- constantly comparing ourselves against like, everybody else. It's like, ah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Never-ending cycle of fun. Uh, it's okay. good times. So uh, who are you most looking forward to seeing in San Diego at Work Human? Oh, so so Sai, uh, Sai uh, Wakeman, uh, yeah. we have been doing this for the last probably six years uh i remember right after i launched my book uh on amazon you know it says other other people bought this book and so it was always my book next to her book um and it was it was wonderful and you know we've spoken to work human at the same time we spoke at inbound which is a a conference sales conference in, in boston we've spoken in maine we've spoken in georgia literally we've spoken at the same conference probably 15 times and never met we've never met uh and and so last time Wait, seriously human, seriously we've never met i mean uh, i met yeah i'm like I <laughs> eric, <also. laughs> eric we need to talk as soon as we get yes. to san diego on the 17th we're gonna go talk to si okay yeah, we'll hook that up <laughs> i mean it's, it's so funny like in in uh uh in atlanta last time we were like this close to meeting, but something happened in her room. And so she, she had to leave really quickly. And so I were supposed to meet and like, she left right before I got there. Oh, uh, so I'm looking forward to meeting Sai. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we did. Uh, we were, Jackie and I were kind of looking at the agenda yesterday and, and picking who we want. And I, I, one of the things, and I don't know if you all feel the same way, but I love that it is the tracks that they have and that you can kind of follow a specific track but then there's also the cool but i also want to go to that person and that person and uh, you know and like you said kind of at the same time oh these two people are talking i want to see both of them how do we make that happen so Mm uh yeah it's it's fun but um when are you actually speaking what day are you speaking so i actually have two sessions so i'm i'm doing a 
so last year I did uh, my session called Holy Shift. <laughs> Make sure you enunciate. Uh, uh, completely changing the conversation on diversity, equity, inclusion, and privilege. Um, and it was just the engagement was so high in the session. We just we didn't have enough time to to really explore everything that everyone wanted to. And so where human actually asked me this year if I would do an expanded workshop kind of as a, a part two to that. Um, so I'll be doing that one on Wednesday. And then I have a regular session on Tuesday. And that one is um, uh, how and when did that become normal? Um, kind of exploring the, the brain science of social norms. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a fun session because, I mean, we go into things like, why do you walk into an elevator and immediately turn around and face the door? Right. And, and, and so, uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with that. But, uh, I, I do, I've done that before. And you hear people after my session, they'll actually intentionally go and stand backwards in an elevator and just see what other people do. Uh, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's so fascinating. But like there's these social, social norms that we've created. And then we just kind of all agree that this is what we're supposed to do. And, and sometimes like, why is that a normal? Like, think about, Okay, I just want you to close your eyes and imagine a birthday party hat, right? Why is it a triangle? Why is it a, why is it a cone? Why, why is everyone? I've imagine- been wondering. Wait, but like, why do we even sing Happy Birthday? Why do we? No one likes singing Happy Birthday, and no one likes being sung Happy Birthday too. And and if you understand music, the song is a really sad. Like the 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 chords are depressing. It's like Happy Birthday. <laughs> to you <laughs> right it's a very depressing song uh, but we sing it like happy like okay but yeah there's these norms that we just we just all get on board with and the same thing's happening at work right and so anyway really fun session so that'll be on tuesday and then the the deep dive uh to to the brain science of diversity equity inclusion uh, which you do not need to have seen the first part to really dive into it uh that'll be on wednesday i love that and i i do love that you talk about the social norms and then i i think i'll be excited to see that because i'm i live in texas and there are texan norms that don't make any sense other anywhere in the world um and i and i i would if i had extra time i would study people in line because of the same you know the fairness and how the tension starts building and how people get really angry like you're not supposed to do that and you're like i'm just trying to throw away this bottle and they're like pretending in front of me i think i need to read your book before i go to disneyland the next time. i'm pretty sure yeah yeah i love that i love it and even the, the one thing that i notice is that if someone leaves too much space in line how everyone behind them gets really upset and it's like hold on right. we're still in line if i'm not going anywhere forward <laughs> listen this lady tried to take these two people out the people were trying to pick up their prescriptions and they had carts in the line and the woman i don't know needed shampoo really bad there was about to be a full riot in the grocery <laughs> store last week fascinating eric can you study the the phenomenon of anyone being in the uh boarding gate 
that is on like the last boarding group that stands at the very front of the gate. Can you explain that one to me, please? Can you write put that in your next book? That'll be that'll be in the next book. It's it's so funny watching human behavior is so fascinating to me. Like, and I love that people will will stand they'll stand right there, and then people will just kind of cue in behind them. And then they don't move, but people are on their phones, and so they don't realize that the line's not moving, that they're waiting behind. It's like um, uh, if a car breaks down and they have their flashers on in the turn lane, and they get a huge line of cars behind them because people just look and they see a turn signal. They don't see <laughs> that the car is broken down. They, they don't anyway. So it's a, people. People have uh, fascinating behaviors, and I love I love watching that because it unlocks so much about all other aspects of life is like you know how we interact at work how we interact at home how we interact on facebook how we interact right in in, in random random in the grocery store and human behavior is fascinating and and the more we try to understand it the more we realize we don't understand anything absolutely i, I think the other one and i, and I just had this happen yesterday because i was at that baseball game i mentioned uh we uh we're standing in line and the one that I always love, and I, I know I do it myself, so this is not a judgment, but like when you're with someone and they get like super fired up about it and you're like, really? Like, especially travel, <laughs> like travel, I'm like, you know, hey, nothing is gonna go right. And you just have to kind of accept that and be like, cool. Uh, oh, we're sitting here for another hour. All right, awesome, doing great. This now, let's, yeah. let's get my candle out, you know, or whatever. Um, but the, the, the response of, getting fired up or getting angry like that is the other one that cracks me up because it is the it's okay calm down <laughs> like right we're all here right. together <laughs> yeah and it's it's interesting because a lot of times there's there's like two or three other things that's kind of feeding that emotion and especially when we start talking about diversity equity inclusion um you know there there are certain words and phrases that that cause that fire up and and that's that's where i spend as much time as possible i want you know come to me i, I was i was talking with a gentleman uh a couple of years ago and i was talking about systemic racism and and he said systemic racism is a figment of your imagination and he was so mad so mad and you know because his emotion sparked my emotion and i wanted to get all upset and 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 prove how dumb he was and 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 i said hold on all right let me just take a breath there might be something going on in his world that i can't comprehend what if i got curious and so instead of instead of proving to him how wrong he was which is my natural reaction i said what do you hear what what are you hearing when i say the phrase systemic racism and he's like oh glad you asked and he was still really angry and he said uh you know i hear that everything in the united states is racist and, and it's all racist in its founding and its institutions and that people of color cannot be successful and da, 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 da. i'm like whoa that makes sense if if that were my definition I would probably say it's a figment of your imagination as well. So thank you so much for sharing. And he's like, I was really expecting you to fight me on that. So I don't exactly know what to do right now. <laughs> but it's like, we realized we were, we were using the same words, but talking about different things. Mm -hmm. And that only was able to come out because he expressed his strong emotions and I didn't match it. And, and that that opened up this really powerful dialogue. And even still to this day, we still talk quite a bit. And, and, and he'll say, hey, Eric, you know, as a young black man, 
how do you feel about this news? And I'm like, this is how I feel about it. And he has access to an experience he can't otherwise have. And I'll say, you know, I'm not gonna say his name, but hey, as an old white dude, how do you feel about this? And he'll he'll explain it and and he'll give me insight to something I can't know, I can't experience. And and that's that's the power of of really doing this work in understanding human behavior because there is so much out there for us to know that we can't know otherwise. I, I love that you said that. That was literally like the first two conversations me and Katie had, we met at Work Human. And one day I said, Katie, I need to ask you a question. And she said, okay. And I said, why do white women? And she said, stop. Do you want me to speak on behalf of all white women? And I said, yes. And I will continue with the question. So then like flash forward a week later, she was like, okay, so why do black people? And I was like, oh, all black people. She's like, yes. So then we were having these conversations. Like we knew we were teasing in that. Right, right, right. But what you bring up is something that I've had to explain um, to people of color when they start working at, at my company. So I'm the VP of Talent Acquisition and, and Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, but I'm belonging for Textio. And we had a new exec, and Katie is actually um, facilitating um, the racial healing handbook for the executives at Textio. And I forgot to tell her that it was a meeting. And I was like, oh, we'll come to the class. Um, her family's from the Philippines and have a, a farm in the Philippines. She lives in Brooklyn. It's her first, we're on the fourth chapter. It's her first time to meet with everybody. And there's a white woman talking about her own like internal racism that she was raised with. And she, her eyes were like this big. Like she felt like I'm in the wrong room. So I had like, okay, this is going to feel really weird. And I have to explain it to a lot of people once they join the organization of, okay, you're going to be very tense. There's meetings where you're used to being, you know, othered or told to be quiet or belittled. And when it doesn't happen, it's that same response that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. There's all this like penned up adrenaline because you're paying ready for a fight. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen, you can't even listen because you ha that has to stop Yeah. before you can move on and so i i really relate to what you were saying about the person that came in just like really upset and then when you were like i ain't even mad at you and he's like uh <laughs> okay i need a minute because like all of this adrenaline is still there but i don't want to fight you now so i have to kind of calm it down yeah. you know i think about that also in driving with people like so um when I had my my son, he's he's 20 now, but when I had him, I was when I got to the hospital, we found out I was 10 centimeters dilated and fully effaced. But while we were driving, I was like moaning. My husband had to cut off. He kept going into the left turn lane and then going straight through the line and people would catch up and start yelling at us. And I have never been upset at a driver ever, <laughs> ever since. Because right. I'm like, you don't know. We don't know. No idea. You're going through. Yep. Yep. Welcome, change agents, to your go to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? that through these stories, we might just spark change within you 
and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. You didn't know that, that poor, poor Todd was getting screamed at. Listen, and no, I kept saying, no. listen, I'll tell him, I'll tell him at the next window, because I was pregnant up to here, and I'd roll down the window, and I'd go, it's like, happening. I couldn't, not one word. I'm like, no. They're like, contraction, contraction. And I'm like, was, <laughs> I wish should have filmed it. It would have been a really, you know, I don't know. It would have been a bad, bad show. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Eric, we are very excited to uh, see you speak and the workshop. Uh, I'll be there for sure. I'm actually, so there's, I know Jackie that you want to go to a, another one that's happening, uh, but it, I just looked to double check the, uh, black man in tech. Uh, I know you want to go to that session. And so uh, don't worry, it's not the same time. Uh, so Eric, we'll be in the front row if you need us, you know, if you need us to tag in, just let us know. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll go from there. Um, last words on why someone should go to work you in. Oh my gosh. So as I mentioned before, recovering HR guy, I've sat through so many terrible, 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 terrible presentations. Uh, over the course of my career and work human has this wonderful ability to cultivate the best uh not maybe not necessarily like the best like quote unquote speakers but the best content the best energy the best delivery and you walk out of every session that you go to like that was awesome uh you know any other hr conference any one of the speakers any one of the sessions would have been the best session at a conference and so uh and and the energy and the camaraderie is 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 second to none i you know going down to work human central and just hanging out with all these folks that are really here based on their own curiosity that they want to grow they want to develop they want to connect uh it's it's a wonderful environment so i'm, I'm really glad that it's it's ramping back up again after the pandemic uh the the numbers are going up it's i, I i'm really looking forward to, i'll be there the whole week uh ha having a bunch of a bunch of fun and i'll i'll be in the front row for the general sessions you know you know me katie uh, i'll be there uh but it's it's gonna be fantastic i'm looking forward to it absolutely jackie what are you most looking forward to and why should someone attend the food now listen no i know that sounds out of control <laughs> nobody we were literally listening to a jazz band and i don't even remember yeah. It was like, there wasn't that many people there because we had just had like ice cream and pretzels. And then before that had like taco bars, like there's more food and it's like the best food and it's all day Yeah, and it's snacks and treats and breakfast. Like, so if, even if you just really like food, you're getting more than your value's worth at any ticket price. I promise, <laughs> or I will give you your money back. <laughs> That is not where I expected you to go, but I, I, I know you a hard right. surprise. Right. Full of surprises today. <laughs> so I, for me, I think it's a, kind of a little bit of what Eric you're saying, the content and just that network. And, and it's not like it's not networking. It truly is like coming together as a group of individuals yeah. and learning from each other, having really good conversations. Um, and, and I also love and I know I talk about this all the time, the way that they localize what they're doing as well so you know we'll be in san diego and normally when they have their recognition bar there's you know very localized charities that they're giving to 
They have vendors that are there that are from the, you know, from San Diego. Obviously, last year, you know, it was Atlanta, and we got to see some really cool stuff from local artists, local artisans. Um, and so I think that's part of it as well. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Every single session that you attend, you come out and you're like, that was the best session. And then you go to the next one, and you're like, that was the best session. And it's like all day long, you just learn and grow throughout the day, and it's awesome. So, um, that's the part that I also love. So uh, we will see you, Eric, uh, in it's like three it's weeks. A couple now, weeks. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It, so it, soon. Yeah, it's going quickly this year already. But uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Uh, looking forward to hearing your talk. And um, thank you so much for joining us on, on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, this is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. Bye. Bye bye. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.